Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here, joined as always by my co-host Dylan Ray. Oh, Dylan, what's up, man? You're not you're not in uh, your in your studio. You're out in the field somewhere, huh? This is my new studio. You know, we did the last I one like in the truck, it. and I kind of like it. So I'm gonna I'm, I might stick with this for a while. Our next <laughs> one, I might be in a whitetail stand and just whisper the whole time. We could do that. Let's I'm do it. Game. So. We've got with us, we have our winner. This is the winner of the, what would you, what do you take with you on, in the blind, in your, in your backpack, on the mountain? He came up with an answer. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is because we're going to let him tell you when we ask him that question. But we have Blake McFall. He is with Axis Archery in Page, Texas. Blake, how you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. This was, I, you know, I we got to meet what a month or so ago at the Boone and Crockett convention, and I think I told that story on the podcast already. And I've had a couple people say, "Jay, there's nobody really said that," and I, <laughs> and so, you know, it didn't have anything to do with the contest. You won the contest fair and square, but just just can can you? Maybe if they heard it in your words, kind of what you said when we first met, that would that would help clarify. Yeah, yeah, you got to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, right? He's got to uh, get out his piece of paper to read what you told him to say, Jason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not. He's got it teleprompted. 
There it is. Yeah, I got it all <laughs> over. Uh, but no, no, I was saying, well, we were sitting there at uh, at Justin's table, and, uh, you know, I really, I wasn't paying that much attention. You know, I was watching all the stuff going on, and, uh, you know, I, I saw you come to down, heard Justin introduce himself, and I was like, damn, that voice sounds familiar. And I was like, what the heck is it? Like, why why am I thinking this? And I, I turned to my then fiance, Haley, and I was like, why do I recognize this voice? She, she doesn't listen to podcasts ever. Like, ah, oh, dang it! Finally, finally, I caught a glimpse of the caught a glimpse of the name tag. I was like, "Oh crap, that's that's the guy that hosts the Pope and Young podcast." And she was like, "What?" And she was like, "You know, she's like, what, what are you talking about?'" So I told her, and I was like, "Yeah, it's the one I listen to in the shop. You know, you always tell me to quit listening to podcasts and listen to you, but whatever." And uh, I I turned to her and I was like, "Oh crap!" And she was like, "You need to calm down before you talk to him." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "She's like, you're fangirl," and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> and uh finally i you know composed myself i guess and uh turned over and i you know introduced myself and everything and i told him you know in all honesty i was like i've done you know i've worked on some ranches in south texas done all kinds of stuff and you know met a bunch of cool people but i uh I was like you know what that, i mean i guided hank jr duck hunting and you know deer hunting all that stuff and i was like man honestly you know that was cool but like getting to meet somebody that you hear on a podcast you know every week and Everything else is like this is this is cooler. Like this is just something else that you know it's more related to to what I do. So like this is awesome. I was like this, yeah, it's a hundred percent cooler in, in my eyes at least. I met okay. one person, Jason, and they said, "Oh, it's Dylan from the podcast." Where's Jason? We don't want you. We want Jason. I'm like, well, that, <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. I, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I swear that's what he said, but then it didn't sound right. So I'm like, you know, maybe I did just make it up. I'm not sure, but either way. <laughs> I, it made my day. Every time that somebody tells us that, hey, we listen to podcasts, I'm telling you, it makes our day. Um, we appreciate it. Um, we appreciate everybody listening right now. Uh, thank you for letting us do what we really love to do. And, and we have a lot of fun with it. So anyway, that was great. It was good to meet you and get to visit. Um, and so, um, you know, congratulations on winning well, the you. challenge. You know, <laughs> yes, the what would you take challenge. Yes, so, sir. I mean, Dylan, should, I was almost thinking we start off with that, but I think we better leave people hanging a little bit so that yeah. they can hear exactly. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Because we you have know, some we other do, big news to drop first. We do have some big news to drop. We have the winner of the youth hunt contest, and we are going to call them live. Dylan is going to dial them right now. And uh, we're going to dial them live and see if we can get an answer. And unlike last time, I'm not going to announce myself on on national. Yeah, don't do know, that. Facebook. Are we ringing? Can you hear it? I can't hear it. Yeah. Hello? Hey, is this Bucky? Hello, Bucky. Yeah. He can't hear you, Jason. Okay. Well, you do the talking. Is, is this is this Bucky? Yeah. Hey, Bucky. This is Dylan from Pope and Young. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How about you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. You're about to be doing a lot better, I think, though. Live on the podcast. 
we we uh we're live on our on our Pope and Young podcast right now, and we actually did a giveaway for a what was it a Columbia Jason? Yeah, a youth blacktail hunt in California. A youth blacktail hunt in California, and we just drew our winner, and it is your grandson Jake. Jake. No, that's my son. Your son, Jake. Yeah, you've got to be kidding me. So we're going to send Jake on a on a hunt in California, all expenses paid. No way. Yes, sir. When is that? Oh, Jason, do you have the date? October. October. Hey, it's October. We'll we'll get him all the information. Oh, Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get you all the information that you need, but we just wanted to call and tell you live on the podcast. Uh, that we're going to send Jake to California to shoot some deer. Oh, no way. I'll tell you what. That, that is, it, this has been the, the worst year of my life. <laughs> I mean, aside from, like, just personal stuff and, like, getting hurt. And uh, and uh, I've been off of work. And, and I'll tell you what. I needed a I needed a bright spot. So thanks so much, Pope and Young. And, you know, I, I spread the message to Pope and Young as an official measure. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to get people involved or get people excited about entering their stuff into into records and stuff like that. And actually, uh, I'm going to two high schools coming up here in about two weeks to talk to them about why we do records, why we measure animals, the process, history of why the how the records and everything to Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young how it came about. So. Well, that's absolutely the type of response we wanted to hear from a winner. That's incredible. I'm just, um, of all things, and you can talk to Jason, I'm almost speechless. So, but, uh, well, Dylan, thanks so much. I can't wait to hear this on the podcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And tell Jake, congratulations. Hey, congratulations, Bucky. I'll try to give him a call at school right now. Awesome. Well, Bucky, thank you so much for your support of Pope and Young, and uh, can't wait to see the the deer that he puts on the ground in, in California. Oh, oh, I'm so excited! And you know what? It's it's easy to support something when you believe in it. So absolutely, Pope and Young, and all the people that are involved, and my family of measures that I that I know for the United States. Oh, it's super important. So, well, thank you so much, and and thank you for your support. Thanks, boy. All right, bye bye. I'll, I'll tell you what, Dylan, um, the, you know, sometimes we just had the summer sizzler raffle and we had some winners there and, and I, I didn't recognize them. And when this one came up, one of our if biggest you measures. make a list, and we, he is, he measures a lot of stuff. He is one of those guys who is a consummate ambassador for not only Pope and Young, but also Boone and Crockett and just the whole measuring process and why we do it and, and the history behind it. And so, um, you know, when you see a winner like this and you look at him and you know that that's somebody who just, you know, bleeds Pope and Young, it's, it's how exciting. I mean, that's neat yeah. for me. I wish I, could, I wish you could have heard me because there's a lot. I have a lot of excitement over it, so it's really a neat deal. So yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, congratulations to, to Jake. Uh, he's going to go do a blacktail hunt. 
Uh, if you're listening and your youth member did not win this one, I think we have four more hunts that we're giving away in April at convention. Every youth member is entered for these hunts. And a youth membership is 10 bucks. So if you want to talk about the very best bang for your buck, I mean, you buy, go buy raffle tickets, do whatever, and we appreciate that too. But for $10, you sign up a youth member, and they're in for like five or six hunts and some other prizes. It is probably the best bang for the buck at, at PNY. So if you have any youth members out there, get them signed up because we're going to do more drawings in April. You know, Jason, not only that, I signed up all of my kids um, and my nephew. And my kids kind of expected it. They were like, oh, yeah, cool. And, but my nephew, I took him that package, and I'm like, hey, I just wanted you to know, uh, I signed you up as a Pope and Young member. And he was like, holy cow. Like, dude was blown away. Like, and, and, and cool. you literally just took, a, a, I think he's 10. You took a 10-year-old. And you changed his complete mindset about conservation because now he feels like he's a part of the conservation efforts. And it was just incredible yeah. to watch. I mean, it was it was really cool to watch and say, hey, dude, like this membership helps ensure that we continue to have bow hunting rights. And you're now part. And he was just so stoked and it was so encouraging. So even besides the giveaways, which are awesome, I mean, I would love for, for yeah. one of my kids to win. But uh, even besides those giveaways, you're really at a young age teaching a kid and you know, the importance of being part of something in order to, to protect it. And so it's, it's vitally important if you ask me. Yeah, no, I signed up my, uh, my, I've got two nieces. Uh, one of them is, is no longer a youth member. Uh, the other one is, or she doesn't qualify to be a youth member. The other one I signed up and they're both, um, I mean, great hunters. Um, yeah, I talked to my brother the other day. I think, uh, Gosh, I think Aaliyah has had an elk tag in her pocket for like six days and she shot four elk. So she's, <laughs> it's like, you know, I know a lot of people that can't say that, but, uh, anyway, they, they get after it and, and they go for it, but, but, uh, just not zebras, not, not zebras. No, no, <laughs> there will be no zebras. We don't, yeah, we don't remind her of the zebra. She was not a fan. So anyway, well, hey, uh, that was exciting. So thanks to everybody who, who jumped on with that. And uh, like I said, we're going to do, do some more of those in April. So get your youth signed up. All right. Well, Blake, hey, back to you, man. Tell us a little bit about Blake down in Texas. Now you run an archery shop, own an archery shop. Uh, own an archery shop. So I actually, uh, okay. I, I was running uh ranch kind of north of where i'm from for a little while and then uh it ended up we we also sell uh sell hunts on our our family ranch as well and uh about the time i was kind of getting settled in at the ranch i was running uh my dad got real sick so i ended up moving back home kind of take care of him driving dogs appointments all the time um and i was i kind of took over selling the hunts on the family ranch and then as a uh, you know the as it went on, the more I thought about it, I was like, man, you know, I don't really want to work. You know, I got used to not working for somebody. Like, I don't really want to work for anybody anymore. And uh, I'd been doing, you know, my own stuff on my bows for years, uh, you know, flesh and arrows, all that stuff. And, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and make some money at it. So I went ahead, you know, did all the process, get the, you know, get the LLC, all that good stuff. And then I guess it was 
July of 21, um, I went ahead and did kind of a soft opening uh, just to kind of be open before before bow season came around down here. And, uh, you know, got the word out a little bit, nothing, nothing crazy, but, you know, it worked out. And then come January of this year uh, was when I kind of did a grand opening, 3D shoot, all that stuff, and uh, turned into, you know, it's, it's kind of just taken off from there. You know, I do a 3D shoot every month from uh, from January through uh, through August, I think is when I stopped them because uh, we were getting married in, in September. But do those once a month, and then as long it's an outdoor range, so as long as there's daylight, we do a, a weekly 3D lead night, you know, just the standard. 25 targets out to 50 yards and stuff so it uh that's kind of where it, where it is right now we're going into bow season and I, I really you know it's the reason I did it where I did it is because there's kind of a hole uh for bow shops in the area and you know it if you got to go an hour one way or an hour the other way to get to anything and it's kind of it's done exactly what I hoped it would do you know it's filling in that gap right there so everybody uh you know, all the locals, as soon as they hear about it, they, you know, they kind of transition over to me. So it's kind of working out exactly how I planned it. Um, and I don't really know what happened in the last month. I'd like to blame, blame Jason, but, uh, ever since it seems like ever since, you know, you did that shout out on the first podcast, you know, a couple months ago, it, uh, business is booming. Business is blown up. I don't know if it's just coming around both season again, or if you want to take credit for it, I'm happy to give it to you. <laughs> you know, well, you don't, don't want people coming that Jason sent. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I, some of some of my bodies are tightwads, man. They'd be like, "Yeah, you barrels back there." So, yeah. no, Nobody said it out true. loud, but the the timing works out, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> right. Well, oh man, that's great, and um, you know, it's it's amazing to me when you talk about longtime bow hunters. And, and especially some of our members, some of our Pope and Young folks, it, it the connection that they have with their local bow shop is, is something else. Like, I mean, there's guys who that, that's what brought them up. Like, like they're archery guys because of the community of that local bow shop. Yeah. And so exactly. especially what you're doing with the shoots all the time. I mean, that's, that's exciting. It's getting people out, getting them, you know, getting them going, getting them excited about it and, and making them better in the field because all bow hunters are not created equal. And, uh, <laughs> and it's holy smokes, man. You get to a hunting camp and all of a sudden you find out that, you know, there's, there's a pretty wide range. I feel like yeah. you're directly talking about me right now. <laughs> um, no, no comment. Uh, so, okay. I, I've never, you know, Dylan, I've only seen you shoot one time, and we're not getting started on this. Move on. I, I just, you know, I know you're a big trad guy, and you practice trad all the time. And when somebody who hadn't shot a trad bow in, I don't know, thirty five years, you know, outshot you, that was telling. And my my carpal tunnel dude was horrible that day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mine apparently wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Hey, give credit where credit's due. You was popping some balloons. I, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna argue. You was shooting. Yeah. Hey. You know, I, I like to rise to the challenge. Some people, you know, just 
are, are better without the competition. Some are better with it. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you what, speaking of the competition, if you're listening, I know our, our, you know, Dylan and I are, are, are known for, you know, letting a fork and horn have it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and I will tell you, I am no, I'm not necessarily known as the greatest hunter around my parts, but I'm known as a pretty good killer. And, uh, a couple of this weekend, I was in a blind, a ground blind, and I had a five point bull at 33 yards. Absolutely dead to rights. And I passed him. You're lucky so I'm I there. get a bigger one. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, I've been passing cows this year. Every weekend I'm out there and I, and I don't mind passing cows, but, and I'll pass spikes, but I don't know. This might be the first branch bull, like decent branch bull I've passed. And so for me, uh, all right, Chuck, Chuck Adams, if you're listening, Alan Bowen, I'm listening. It's sinking in slowly, but surely. You know, if you want to shoot the big ones, you got to let the little ones go. Well, I'll tell you what, even a rag and worm five point bull elk doesn't look that little at 30 yards. Yeah. Hey, I, Jason, I, I, I actually let two, two pretty good bears walk, um, in Idaho too. And, and I was kind of shocked myself and I was like, man, uh, I should have yeah. let them walk. And then I ended up shooting one and never found it. So that's how it goes. Should have yeah. shot the first well, night, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, there's, there's an opportunity. There's, there's some elk around. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit nervous for me because I'm not a guy who likes tag soup. And that one yeah. time we had Alan on and he's, and he was talking about eating like doll sheet tags and, and snow sheet tags. I, I can't imagine that. And passing up and, and passing up. Legal rams. Like some yeah. odd, a dozen legal rams just looking for a, a world class ram. I'm like, Mm-mm. nope. Yeah, not me. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think those guys have anything to fear about me jumping into the world record mix, unless it happens like it did for Chuck on his Sitka world record, where it was the first animal he saw. Now, if the first elk I see is a world record, then I have a chance at, at maybe doing that. But. uh Anyway, it's I, I that was interesting. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I think I've made peace with it. But if if I get out next weekend and I'm not able to connect on something, I'm probably going to be rethinking that decision because I look at how many years I've been doing this, and the the part that I have a hard time getting out of my head, and I Blake let that get you in on this too is is for me. I look at how many years and years. I would have given anything to have a chance at a branch bull. And then now here I am and I pass it. And it's, so I have this dichotomy in my head of, gee, is that, am I progressing to where maybe I have some, some potential maybe as a, as a trophy hunter? Or, I think or you're just, letting... I think you're getting old. When people <laughs> get old, when people get old, they like to watch them more. They just didn't want to carry it out. Exactly. Oh no, we could have got the quad to this one. The oh, older yeah. the older my dad gets, the more deer I, I watch him just video or take pictures of and walk by. The older he gets, I'm like, Dad, just thinking 
140. And she's like, yeah, but it was man, it made great pictures. And I'm like, dude, you're getting old. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know that that's it. Yeah. How about, I mean, how about you, Blake? Are you, are you a trophy hunter or are you, are you a put them down guy? You know, I'd, I'd like to say that I've got that self-control, but you know, in the moment, it's, it's real hard to have it sometimes. I, uh, I'm more of a, a knock them down when you get the opportunity kind of person myself. You're in good company. Yeah. 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 I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could have led a five by five, which I mean, I've never shot an elk, but I don't know if I could let a, a five by five walk at 30 something yards. I, I think there'd have been a couple arrows flying. Yeah. 30, it wouldn't have taken a couple arrows. It was 33 yards. That bull was dead. I well, mean, it's I'm, just a matter of which part of the heart that arrow went into. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, so, uh, can't say I've been. I've had opportunity at something like that. So I, I'm, I'm giving myself a little, uh, a little leeway, saying that first one might have been got a little excited. <laughs> yeah, and they're big. You know, I mean, you get 30 yeah. yards from an elk. They, you know, that's an 800 pound animal. They're yeah. big. And you know, I'm not afraid to do the work because I was another guy that that hunts this area. He he got one. Uh, Mark got one the other day, real nice six point and. I quartered that up for him while they were caping it out. And uh, so, but it's, it's interesting. So, you know what? There's, I know you guys are just getting kicked off. We're almost done here on the West and I'll let you know in another week or so if, if that was the right move or, or if I should have, should have let fly. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even been whitetail hunting yet. Yeah. I, I haven't either. When it's still a hundred degrees, homeboy staying in the house. Yeah, yeah, we're still we're sitting at, at I think ninety five today still, and uh, season starts in, in like ten days or something. So yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm looking forward to open the morning, but I'm going to be out there anyway. Yeah, see for us, it, like when we start here, it's one hundred and four, and you just hunt because that's what you get. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, so, I will. I will say sitting uh sitting in a in a blind in a tree is a little nicer in in ninety something than busting butt across the mountainside so i can't complain too much yeah you know and it's funny because when it's hot a tree stand is better as long as you're not sitting in direct sunlight but man exactly. those ground blinds are hot oh Ooh. yeah oh yeah for sure yeah and they are uh, it's amazing how effective they are as tools mm -hmm. I, I and i tell i tell people all the time i'm like because you know I'm a, I'm a duck hunter that's you know probably that's just I have been my whole life, and so I'm I'm telling some of these big game guys, I was like, you know, it's a good thing we're only hunting elk or antelope because that same blind next to a pond for ducks, you'd never shoot ducks out of. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, but it, it's amazing how how elk just kind of dismiss them. They'll walk by them and just just not pay them a lot of attention. Yes, sir. So, I was saying you're a big duck hunter. Have you ever have you ever been down here to the to the Gulf Coast and hunted at all, or you just hunted up there? I, I have. I've I hunted out of uh, Port O'Connor. Okay. Got some okay. pintails and redheads down there, and and uh, yeah, it was funny. I flew into Houston, and I I was we were driving down to the Gulf, and I, the guy was driving. Uh, guy I worked with Jeff and I said, ah, I said, man, it's too bad. You know, because I come from the West where there's scenery everywhere. I mean, mountains and trees and rivers. And, and I said, oh, 
it's too bad it's dark. I'd love to see the scenery. And, and this guy is kind of a gruff guy. It reminds me of Yosemite Sam. And uh, he just kind of looks over and kind of, uh-huh. And I think he thought I was kidding. So anyway, it's it's dark. We get down there. We hunt ducks for a couple of days. And then on the way back, it's daylight outside. And now I realize why he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and, and laughed. Because there is not a tree, a river, <laughs> a bush, or a mountain between Houston and Port O'Connor, Texas. No, I mean, it are. is plain Jane. Absolutely no, as far as I'm concerned, no scenery that I can see. No, no. Even even the people that, that are down there that you know, should appreciate it, they know that there ain't nothing to look at. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was. I realized early on that I had, even though we drove, you know, two, three hours, whatever it is in the dark, that I had missed not one thing. No, no. You could have slept on the way back and seen the same stuff in the daylight. Yeah, yeah. I, I may have, in fact. <laughs> well yeah no if you want to get down here and do it again i've actually uh i, I told uh my buddy that i'd give him a shout out since i was on here but he runs uh he actually works for delta waterfowl uh 84 is he's a regional uh director down here i think but he uh he runs a, an outfitting business for for ducks and, and fishing as well right there in uh in porter Ranches. so if you ever got to come okay. back down y'all come down for y'all's access hunt we may have to to come down and do that too that's what i'm talking about Get some duck hunting and some down there. They're going after redfish, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, redfish and trout, and there's there's some good ones down there for sure. Now, Jason, maybe this gives us a good opportunity for our backu hunt wars because we can go ducks and 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 deer. Yeah, because I feel I don't feel confident. I don't feel confident about our abilities to out hunt them with bows, but I feel confident to out shoot them with ducks. There you go. Yeah, I don't know that that would be fair. Cause I, I think with bows, I think you know, I think they've got a fighting chance with bows. I, th- I think it's a coin toss. But for ducks, I'm just I don't know. We'll see. I don't know that that, that those guys could keep up. Be hard. That's for sure. that's kind of the point, Jay. We don't want to lose. <laughs> yeah, you want it to be close. You don't want you know they're a great corporate partner, and we don't want to make them look bad. Well, we think differently. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, it's. I'll tell you what. There's, uh, you know, Texas may not have the scenery, but boy, there's a lot of outdoor adventures that you guys get to do down there. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, like I said, you know, I've I've spent a little time out west, not a ton, but I mean, for the money, the the license and tags down here, I mean. You get a lot for for sixty eight bucks. You got you know ten tags or something between various animals, and your, you know your ducks and all that stuff. So it's it may not be as pretty, but you definitely got a lot of opportunity if you got a place to do it. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite thing to chase? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I have to say axis, but uh, but whitetails, you know, just your good old whitetail hunting and good old mature buck is pretty pretty hard to beat once you start getting in that chess match with them. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I have talked to a couple guys because where I was hunting elk, there it's a buddy of mine outfits there, and and uh, so he lets me come in on the weekends and hunt a little here and there, and 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 it's interesting. You you hear a lot of stories about how tough whitetail are, mm-hmm. and, and then you know there's been a few instances where we've had these 
you know, quote unquote professional whitetail hunters in a tree stand spooking out because they're reaching for their bow while the elk are looking at them. I'm like, yeah, this to me, that seems like, you know, can you get away with that with the whitetail? Because it seems like you couldn't do that. And I think it just depends so much. I mean, you get some people that, that pressure them so much that they, you know, it, it's kind of, in my experience, it's 50 50. Either you're there a lot and they, they get used to you being there so you can get away with more, or, you know, you're there too much and you push them out and they kind of just, in my experience, seems kind of depend on the deer. You know, you never really, never really know. Yeah. Cause for me, I'm like, that seems elementary. If something's yeah. looking at you, you, don't you wait. Yeah. Don't move. <laughs> you don't try to yeah. grab your bow while it's looking at you. So yeah, that is, anyway. or you're used to being, you know, 20 foot up in a tree stand and then you're on the ground with an elk. It's a whole different ball game. You can get away with a lot yeah. of stuff if you're above them. So yeah. And see, this is, this is a, it was in a tree stand, but it, it wasn't a 20 footer. It's probably like yeah. 12 15 or something. Yeah. And that elk's halfway up there just on the hook. Yeah. Which is high enough because I'm afraid of heights. Like, <laughs> like 15 years ago when we started hunting tree stands, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And so I bought the biggest, widest, like I got a platform you can, you can park a three quarter ton truck on, Frank. I mean, it's like the biggest one, 40 inches by 40 inches or whatever. Hey, I'm all for that. I'm all, I, I'm not scared of heights, but it's a whole lot well, more comfortable. Yeah. And so anyway, one of the ones we're using a, an old one. And so I keep getting stuck in that. And it's like, it's got not quite enough room for both of my feet on the platform. Yeah. Now they so, try to make it, these things as light as they can. And you can't like the seat, you can fit one cheek on. And then the other yeah. foot, the opposite side foot can be on the platform. And it's like, no, I buy the, the two man yeah. all the time. Just, just for myself, just because it's so nice to yes. sprawl out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan. If I'm going to be up in a tree or anything over, you know, say three foot high, I want it to be as big and bulky and comfortable as possible. You, you got those ocean tree stands. The what? The the OSHA approved tree stands. You need the rail around yeah. them and everything. Yeah, for, yeah. If you could draw a bow with that rail, I'd say heck yeah. That's <laughs> the rail kind of gets in the way, but it's. Uh, I, I was hunting last year in in Wisconsin for whitetails, and they had just put in this new stand. And they're like, oh, they put up a new stand. I'm looking up at this thing, and I'm looking up at this thing, and I'm looking up at this thing. And it was a strap on one of those things, like a, a seat and a foot thing strapped to a tree with like one strap mm. and then like sticks to crawl up there. And it was like 25. It was way the heck up there. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like six, three, you know, like 260, you know, on a good day. And I'm like, that is, does not look approved for my size. And then uh, one of the gals that works for us, Heather, happened to be there. And she just scampered, all 108 pounds of her scampered right up there. And, oh, no, it's good. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not getting that high up in a tree. Not without a ladder and safety harness, like everything else. So, But, yeah, it's amazing. There's a lot of folks, I think, that aren't, that don't like heights like that. But they, they get over it to go jump in a tree for whitetails for sure for sure yeah it's, yeah. it's kind of just a bit, it's a risk versus reward thing i guess yeah are you guys mostly tree stands then 
Uh, we do. We're kind of fifty-fifty for when we're when we're selling our hunts and stuff. We we keep them keep them in pop-up lines for the most part or something like that, just as a, a liability type thing, you know. We and we don't have a ton of trees you can get that high end, but uh, for personal setups, I yeah, I'm normally ladder blind or a or, you know, sixteen foot tripod something like that. Okay. Uh, try, try and get a little higher on them. Seems to seems to help a lot, it, especially with sink control too. I mean, you're just a little further away. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, it was a Jim Willems, very accomplished hunter. He uses tripods for antelope. Like yeah, just right out in the open. Really? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know how. He's told me that, and and like I've I've known Jim Willems for four and a half years now, and he's never that I've been aware of lied to me about anything. And not that he would lie to me about that, but it's like it just seems so foreign to me that you can be out in the middle of the flat wide open, like literally sitting 12 feet up in the air. And then they don't see you or notice you sitting there. Cause you're just a little bit up. That just blows my mind. Maybe Jim's like just he, a really good liar. I don't know. No. I mean, you see the stuff he kills, dude, they get big stuff every, everywhere he goes. Yeah, that's big. true. Yeah. Uh, I, that's you know, kind of knowing your prey. I mean, you, you think about it, I mean, how often the antelope has, antelope has to look up for predators? You know, you don't have to get real high and you're somewhere they never think to look. See, and I get that when they're up close, but how about when they're yeah. half a mile out? Because half yeah, a mile I don't know out, about that. Yeah. you know, you look like you're just sitting right, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> I'd do some more uh, research on that. Jim, yeah. I, uh, last year I sent Jim a picture. No. It, yeah, maybe it was last year. I sent Jim a picture. And I said, hey, dude, I just shot one. It was a 130-inch deer. I was proud of it. And he said, oh, man, dude, me too, and sent me a picture of like 190. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to get in the texting orders with Jim because it sucks because you'll lose. Yeah, 100% all the time. Yeah, you cannot win. Yeah, yeah all the time. Me, he sent me a picture of the antelope buck his brother got right before Oh, my I gosh. Going. And Huge, like, dude. Here's a Boone and Crockett caliber, you know, pronghorn. And I went out and I shot the biggest pronghorn that I saw in that entire hunt. And I still think it's going to be one inch short of book, which seems to be where every pronghorn I shoot my life falls. So, seems like you know somebody who could, you know, bump that up a little bit. You know, and it's uh, it's funny because I was talking to one guy and he says, "Well, gee." You know, the, the minimum used to be 65 on pronghorn. And I'm like, just my luck. Yeah. So, but, well, well, Blake, what uh, what kind of stuff are you got coming up this fall? Now, you just had an exciting, I guess, is it fall now? Is it, I, I guess, late summer, early fall? Because I know you just, here. <laughs> yeah, so you just got married last week. Yes, We're on, on your honeymoon. Congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, and I, I think it may have come up, and we even may have mentioned, what in the heck are you doing getting married during hunting season? Well, so that was, uh, it It sounds bad, but it, I think it's going to work out. She's she's looking at me right now, but. Uh, oh, no, be careful. <laughs> well, I worked why, it out. Why really. don't you bring her over? Maybe this is a group question. Come on over. <laughs> Let me get her real quick. She just walked back outside. Okay. Haley, come here. You're wanted on the podcast. Jason, you're going to get him in trouble, boy. Oh, I'm going to get him in trouble. I don't know. It worked out pretty good for Lee. Here, That's true. Here, 
some really good hunting opportunities in Hawaii. You stack her yeah. up on the beach and you roll up in the mountains and go hunt. Yeah, that's, uh, you had already brought that up. Don't worry. Yeah, that's that, what I'm that talking was, about. Smart man. That was, that was plan number one. I was like, we can do Hawaii and I, I need two days. I need two days to go hunt. <laughs> and we, we really looked hard into it, but uh, you know, we couldn't get the all-inclusive thing. And, and I tell you that I've never been a big beach guy, but that all-inclusive thing on the beach is, is pretty nice. I, I can't, I can't lie. It is. It's and, cool. and where was that? Bahamas? Bahamas, yes, sir. Okay, well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little fair skinned, but I, I think I managed to get away without too bad of a sunburn, so it worked out. Yeah, I, I burned bad, so SPF 30 is my friend. Out of oh yeah, yeah. We have 45 or 50 playing it safe. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll. You know what? A. Uh, Getting married during hunting season or Bahama honeymoon in exchange for an anniversary elk hunt. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good trade, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Now we just got to get her to keep her word. That's the thing. I've got her. She got her. Oh, she said it live on a podcast, dude. You're yeah, in. Yeah. Oh, now, now we. <laughs> now you wait. Now you got three million witnesses. Yeah, <laughs> we've got your we've got your back, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. No pressure, yeah, but everybody in America knows. <laughs> hey, we've only officially agreed on the first year, so we'll see. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Blake's <laughs> a little yeah. bit exaggerating it. <laughs> All right. Well, Haley, thanks for being a good sport and jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, she says first year, but she she doesn't know how much fun she's going to have. Yeah. Oh, so she's going to go with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's... She's going to be shooter number one. I, I got to give her that at least. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Now, when you guys are at the range, who, who's the better shot? She Ooh, is. I don't know. Lie. Yeah. I, I will say she's probably the better shot at the range. It's it's when them 3D targets get out there that she she gets a little little foam buck fever sometimes. Okay. <laughs> and that can happen. It's. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's amazing. I, even on elk, um, you hear stories and people get, they're just so big and so intense. And I, I couldn't count probably on both hands, the number of people that I know that have missed elk at 19 yards. It's oh, yeah. just, and it's like, I don't know how, like if you just draw your bow, turn and look, I mean, it's an elk. The thing is six feet long and four feet. I don't know how you, but they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus on this one. I had a, I went on my first elk trip last year in Colorado and uh, we, I, I went ahead and bought the bear tag as well. And I had the same bear 
a day, two days apart from each other in almost the exact same spot. Big old chocolate. I was sitting on a water hole facing this way and I and he walked in behind me at like 30 yards, which should be a chip shot. I mean, it, it's embarrassing saying you're in an archery shop and you, you messed it up, but I, I don't know if I was just snake bit or what, but I pulled back and I thought I settled the pin on there and that arrow went two feet in front of him. And then two days later, the, uh, I did the same thing, went two feet behind him. I don't know what the heck was happening, but having that, having that big old bear sneak up on you and you don't, it's amazing how quiet they are, you know, walking on rocks. I heard a little, a little chink of rock turned around and he was there, but it, you know, I, I don't know what happened, but it, it definitely happens to the best of us. And I'm not definitely not the best of us. Yeah. Well, you know, I might admit to missing once, but I wouldn't have admitted to missing twice. So. <laughs> I got to be honest. I got to be honest. That, that's what keeps my customers coming back. I'm honest with them. I'm not, I'm not going to lie go. to their face. So. See, that, that's, that's the business that's, model. I, I, you know, that Dylan and I believe in that. That's why we're like fork and horn. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. But, but we're, we are trying. So, well, Blake, hey, I'll it, tell you what. If it makes you go feel ahead. any better, Blake, last week I missed one at 13 yards. Well, see, yeah, I mean, even I might have hit him a little bit just based off the angle of the arrow, but I don't know if it would have been a good shot. No, I missed uh, – I I said I passed the first two bears I saw last week, and then the third bear was at 13 yards, and um, I shot – it had to have been just two inches max, two inches too high, and, and uh, mm-hmm. I had to have clipped – clipped the top of that back long based off the blood we found and but he ran into such thick country we never found him so you got a call i mean it wasn't a good shot i didn't kill it so yep yes sir well blake you you know the question we're gonna ask oh yeah every time when you find yourself up in a tree or out in the woods what is one non-traditional item that you take with you on every hunt and this has to be a good one because you are the winner of the contest with this answer. Do you have one with you? Did you bring one with Uh, you on screen? I do have one with me. I do have one with me. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. I I thought long and hard about it. I even, I even asked my buddies because like I said in the email, you know, I don't, you know, in going to a deer blind here, you know, you're just kind of sitting there. So you don't really need a bunch with you, but I thought back to the, you know, the, the few Western hunts I've been on and everybody's always super excited about it, but we always got to bring, you know, the National Beer of Texas, a Lone Star Light into camp, at least, for celebrating afterwards. Uh, I can't say we celebrated on that hunt last year, but I know that we brought a case and it didn't come back with us. So, it, uh, <laughs> that was morning. That was, yeah, that, <laughs> that was, that was morning, but exactly, exactly. It, it, it feels like you drink a, a few more when you're sad about it, but, uh, no, that, those are always with us in camp anytime we go out west. And, uh, I think I told you, Dylan, um, I went up to hunt with, uh, with Justin in, in Montana. I guess that was 2020, I believe. And, uh, the first time I'd gone up in 2018, we shot a couple bears and, uh, brought a, you know, one case with us and him and him and his wife, Becca loved them. So it's like, well, next time we go back, we got to bring a few more. So I think we took three or four cases up there with us. We drank the better part of one over a week, you know, nothing crazy and, uh, left the rest up there. And I talked to Justin, shoot, it was probably a year later. He's like, man, we're finally going through those last couple Lone Stars y'all left up here. I was like, what have you been doing? He said, well, we, we gave them out to friends to start with because, you know, we wanted to show, you know, let people taste them and try them and all that stuff. And uh, 
then we realized we were down to one case. So we've been rationing. We're like one a week for each of us, just holding off, make them last as long as we can. I was like, all right. So next time I come up there, I, you know, that's the reason I'm invited. Y'all ran out of beer is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll have to find your way to convention in Reno and bring a case with you. Uh, we'll, we'll bring some with us for sure. I'm, I've been working on Haley on that too, trying to get her to come. So we'll see what we can do. Sounds good. Well, yes, hey, Blake, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. We appreciate you. Take congratulations on your wedding and everything um, and your new bow shop. Thank you very much for being a listener and uh, re- really appreciate that. It's been wonderful talking with you. And uh, thanks so much for, for your support of Pope and Young and, and what you're doing for archery, man. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I, I appreciate the shout out the other day. Like I said, I don't I don't know if it was your fault, but I'm going to say it was your fault for the, the little <laughs> uptick in business. So I, I really appreciate y'all having me on and, and everything y'all do for, for archery and bow hunting as well. Awesome. Way well, hey, good times, man. We'll uh, look for it next time. And uh, next time we'll try one of them Lone Stars. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll uh, if I don't, if we don't get back on before then, we'll have to to do the the anniversary oak trip and give a little update on that one if I can hold her to it. Sounds good. Well, like I said, now the whole world heard it. We'll be in exactly. Texas. We'll be in Texas on an axis hunt before that. Jesse. There you go. Yeah, we got we got to do the the campfire axis podcast for sure. We're we're we're, right. holding, we're holding them to that one, Jason. We're going down there. Y'all come on down. Good. I'm, we, I'm we, in. Have, have both. We roll. Yeah, we rolled some uh, some pretty good ones over this year. So there's going to be some some big ones come next year waiting for y'all. Yeah, we don't need big ones. We'll take me. Oh, we've got all kinds balls. of pork <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Blake. Hey, man. Thanks again. Great to great to meet you and visit with you. And uh, best of luck to you this coming fall. Yes, sir. Y'all as well. Thanks again for having me on. Thank you.